0: We're back, and welcome back to Villaincast with myself, Chris Paynes, and thank you for choosing this episode with Johnny Buck. I must say this up front, Johnny was an absolute blast in this episode. He is a very funny guy, and I I really did my best to try and not ruin the episode when we were recording it. Uh, We get to talking about his history as a wrestler and MMA fighter, and how he has balanced the need for violence in his gym alongside creating this incredibly welcoming atmosphere for like everyone who joins from day one even i've like already stolen ideas from johnny and incorporated them into my gym's culture after i met him uh, early last year Uh, you have definitely made the right choice uh, clicking on this link that being said this episode does come with a profanity disclaimer Sure, some light swear words slip through on the regular episodes, uh, but this one is pretty much made up out of them. Uh, turn away now if this is a cause for concern. When well, now those people are gone, uh, enjoy. Of course, cool, so this is uh, episode Maybe seven, eight. Um, I don't know anymore. Our villain cast uh, with Chris Paynes. Um, today I have uh, Johnny Buck from. Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, Really excited for this podcast. Um, I did a USA tour last year with Charles Harriet, and we stopped off at Johnny's gym. And uh, throughout all my travels, everywhere I've been, all the different gyms I've been to in the UK, Europe, USA, wherever, uh, Johnny has created probably one of the friendliest uh, atmospheres I've ever seen uh so i'm really happy to get him on today uh first a quick shout out to our sponsors we don't have any uh <laughs> so uh actually the patreons thank you to everyone who's subscribed to the patreon you help for the equipment that makes this work um and hopefully hopefully by next week maybe depending on when this comes out depending on when people listen to this uh we should have some merchandise finally so uh definitely check that out when that uh comes live uh again thank you to the discord channel uh that thing's just growing every single day and thank you for the discussions on there it's like amazing to uh watch so yes uh, johnny is a 10th planet brown belt he's the head coach of rogue combat in Asheville, north carolina um he is uh a retired mma fighter uh fought on bellator uh amongst other promotions and he is easily one of the uh most decorated cat wrestlers uh in america um amongst loads of other things uh so yeah hey johnny
1: what's going on man I do appreciate you having me on
0: no it's not uh, thank you for giving me your time uh yeah so how much of that did i uh did i get wrong and uh or miss out
1: pretty much uh greatest looking, most humble. These are things that we need to put.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fucked up. I should have put that right at the
1: beginning. <laughs>
0: There's a reason I didn't get like, make sure this was like, didn't have any video to it. Cause I didn't want everyone getting jealous. Of that. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, it. that's it. Not that I've got shit internet or anything. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're a 10th planet brown belt. Uh, do you fought. Fall- Division one wrestling, am I
1: correct? Yeah, wrestled uh, middle school through college. Wrestled division one. Um, you know, that's the that's pretty much outside of the Olympics. That's the apex of of wrestling in the United States. Um, not a lot, but I was there. Uh, and then while I was in college, I got into MMA um, just because it seemed like the next thing to do. And uh, you know, got into I, actually my coach. My, one of my middle school wrestling coaches ended up my MMA coach. He said, uh, you know, hey, come check out Catch Wrestling. It's close enough to wrestling. You'll get something out of it. But it's different enough. You won't uh, you won't get burned out. And uh, so I came home that summer, and I had my first MMA fight three months later. Uh, I had 28 more, and then I retired after I fought, fought in the XFC, fought in Bellator, and then uh, retired and, you know, just been in the gym mostly since then, where I got back into actually uh, – Competing in catch wrestling, and competing in jujitsu—I actually support jujitsu. Um, so it's been—it's been interesting. I, I definitely enjoy being on the mat. So it's—I can stay being a child as long as I want.
0: That's actually one question I was going to ask. Uh, is obviously you got a big wrestling background, you got tennis planet brown belt. Do you own a gi?
1: Do I, so I own more gis than anybody who does not train in the gi. I bet you really? I've got like. Yeah, I got like seven or eight. I was bought. It's cool looking. And I compete. So I've competed in a gi more than I've actually trained in a gi. Like more mat time, more hours, more matches. Um, because I maintain it's the exact same sport. So it's just oh it is. yeah,
0: I'm, I'm glad you said that because that's that's pretty much like every every podcast I've done so far. That's that's pretty
1: much or video or whatever. I've I've tried to get that point across. Um so but- your game changes so much because of the outfit you're wearing. You're not that good at jiu-jitsu.
0: Yeah, completely. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so you wrestled Division one in college and uh, high school or mid-school. Uh, yeah. I think it changes. I think we have different schools here. Uh, yeah. Competed in MMA. Uh, so tell me about your 10th Planet history. Where did you... Who's your coach in that?
1: Yeah, uh, Brandon McAtherin, BMAC. Um, he's at 10th Planet Decatur. Um, I met him through... Uh, so like coming from a catcher's background we were at the time the only guys doing leg locks and our coach taught them and i've got a good understanding of how the body works and, and more importantly how the body doesn't work um so i was like oh yeah just do that and I, I had to figure out how i could teach leg locks to people so it was alan belcher nate orchard and, and brandon McCatherine did leg lock academy and at the time i think that was one of the like first products like that alan belchers he's also my business coach alan belcher is um mm. he's a businessman MMA fighter and he's got really good leg locks as well so uh you know I, that's how i met bmac and he, he came up we were talking and i want me to do a seminar and said like, yeah i want to have a 10 planet school you no know, because i've i've been is that oh you i travel a good bit um and i've never had an un uninviting atmosphere when i went into attend planet school you know it, it just i think it's all, all the weed honestly but um yeah it's <laughs> you know, they're pretty, they're pretty so.
0: um yeah so that's actually what kind of leads on to then uh like yeah. one of the, one of the main things i wanted to get onto is obviously uh you have uh the 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 buck nasty uh mm-hmm. nickname where's that come from
1: uh actually one of my strength coaches in college gave it to me. It was during the Dave Chappelle th- time. So it just it happened to work out like time-wise. And it worked out in my, in my favor, but we went out drinking, it was preseason. We went out drinking one night, you know, until like four in the morning for a 7 a.m. workout. And <laughs> I was and I was one of the bigger guys. And so I was running, I outran everyone. I outlifted everyone. I outdid everyone. I, I think I was just still drunk, so I know I was tired. And uh, and and you know Nate goes, he was he was Buck nasty doing work, and that's how I got it and it stuck, and that's just where it stayed. So, um, but yeah, that's how I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so
0: yeah, you have this image of uh, the the Buck nasty nickname and like um, just a, a a general kind of like uh, how to. Pronounce Best describe it. You are uh, antagonistic, maybe. <laughs> um, Sounds good. Yeah, we'll go with that as as a yeah. polite way of saying it. Except, let's like say yeah. be at the beginning of this podcast, you uh, you have the friendliest atmosphere in a gym I've ever seen. And the first the first thing that I actually saw uh, like of this, and it was completely new to me. I don't know if that makes me a dick or anything. Is <laughs> as obviously when uh, when Charles set up for us to come visit. Uh, I was added into your private gym's uh, Facebook group <laughs> and one thing I noticed is that every time you get a new student on there like you welcome that student into the group and then everyone like comments like welcoming that person like, even yeah. from like day 1 like the social media part I mean and we have obviously the, the same kind of thing for my gym my yeah. gym most gyms do but to even welcome them from there and it just only gets better. Like the so, where did the gratitude wall come from in your gym?
1: Um, I forget where we stole that from. I was, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> um, and it's—I don't even remember where we got it. It may, it may have been a restaurant or a coffee shop or some shit like that, even. And you know, I'm like, that's pretty neat. Let's put that on wall. You know, let's let's have that. And we've done. And we need to repaint it this this week, but for the new year. But it's, you know, it's something that's important. And one of the things, so when I started this gym, when I started road combat club. I just went through an ugly lawsuit with my ex business partner. I lost my gym um, to that and I, ha- I was still fighting. I had Bellator fights left on my contract. So I, I opened my own gym and it was, that was a brutal place. Like that's where 100% button I didn't give a shit if what your issue was, we, we went hard every single day. Um, mm what I realized was one, I was never going to make money that way. Um, and two, the initial high barrier, the the level of entry to get in was so high that even people who would get there eventually couldn't start there. Like, you know, it's, you don't, your first day jujitsu, they don't throw you in a black belt division, you know, because, um, you know, that's just not a, a good warm welcome, you know? So, uh, I started to make that kind of mental shift and started realizing, like, listen, I, I don't, and I figured this out for myself. Wait, I don't, I really never gave a shit about MMA or I didn't ever really any sports. I'm really, I just hate sports in general. I like doing things. I don't watch any, I don't even watch any sports that I've, I've ever done. Like I didn't watch football when I played. Uh, I didn't watch wrestling when I wrestled. I don't watch jujitsu jitsu now. And I don't watch MMA. I just don't care. Um, I like actually doing it. But the thing, you know, this would, and I have a, I have a teaching degree as well. So I've always wanted to help people. And what I figured out was, you know, there needs to be levels to things. Like, well, I have a competition class. I will straight fucking yell at you. Like yell at you, throw you off the mat. It doesn't matter. Then I have my fundamentals class where I really don't care if you learn anything. You, uh, If you get one thing, that's good. But the goal is at the end of your, your hour of training, you're a better person. And what I figured out was having a way to deliver that to people who are willing to do the work. And that's one of the, that's one of the, you know, our, our core values, our mission statement is, you know, we're a place where no matter what you are, what you believe, who you are, if you're coming in here, you're willing to work hard, you'll get, you'll be better. You'll be a better person. That's basically our goal. So that's, the big thing about it you know there's a lot of these new gym owners oh i'm gonna open a gym and i'm gonna have 10 world champions and yet you're not because if you try that you're not gonna have a fucking gym with any people in it we have over 200 members in our gym you know when i was fighting in the beginning and doing it we had eight you know so mm. it, it's you know it depends what your purpose is if you want to build world champions go for it you're never gonna have a successful business but if you want to have a good warm welcome environment that's the kind of things we do so you know we have that we we interact we i I just i so to take that you know welcome thing to the next level i just hired a full-time person for a 30-day onboarding like hey you're gonna get like we're gonna text you every day your first week make sure you schedule your classes we're gonna send you information like hey you're sore today here's a video you know from me about how Mm -hmm. to manage your soren- soreness how to deal with these things because you know one of the big things that i have ever- is embrace violence i think that's a, a, a thing people confuse like embrace violence doesn't mean around beating up old ladies and taking their purses um you know unless they got those good words original mints in their pocket <laughs> <laughs> granny gotta go but uh <laughs> raise bonds is like hey Vons real real world right now like in, in regards to lockdown what you know the only reason we're listening most people are listening i definitely did not do a very good job um is under the threat of violence if you open your gym we will put you in jail forcefully like we're not going to ask you to go we're going to physically take you by gunpoint so mm-hmm. that's that's the real. That's the real part about life. So while you know jujitsu and wrestling, and MMA and kickboxing and Muay Thai are violent sports, you guys understand that's that's just a vehicle of you know, just working out realistically. You know, so it's it's you have to embrace that violence is a real thing, but it doesn't mean it's like the image of like the Hell's Angels or a biker game. Like you, you were in there. It's super nice. Like between slaps and bumps, like, you know, slap, bump, roll, it's, it's hard. Everybody, everybody moves forward. We're always going aggressive. That's the nature of my, but after the, after the rounds over the last buzzer, then you relax for 30 seconds and you get right to the next round. Um,
0: I think that's something like something I've tried to explain, especially when I have new people start is that there is, is there's a definite difference between aggression and violence. Yes. Aggression is 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 the emotion, and violence is the act, and the two are very very separate. And I think, oh yeah, in the general public, that's never, they're not normally seen as separate. Like they are seen as like two very you know the same thing almost. But uh, yeah, it's something that it's it's one of the yeah you know, core things I try and get across to, to new people is that yeah this is incredibly violent, but there's no aggression. This is yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's void of that
1: it's a, you know, it's a gentleman's agreement. When you and I slap and bump, if you grab my leg or I grab your neck, we have agreed to let the other one go. Like that's hmm. now it's going to be, you know, physical and aggressive to get there. Like neither, but Hey, go ahead and show me, you know, that's a different kind of fetish. I mean, game, Um, but you know, <laughs> they're like, like we understand, and Brian says this, you know, Brian Ashland at my gym, he says this a lot and it makes sense. You know, the problem with jujitsu in the general population is women need to remember it's a combat sport, right? Where hmm. women need where it's combat, where men need to remember it's a sport, you know? So it's not that spazzy white belt trying to kill you, you know? And, and it, that is the thing about specifically jujitsu is a combat sport. You know, it emulates violence, but it's a sport, you know, just like, hey, the whistle blows in soccer, or football, or whatever, you stop, usually. A couple guys don't, you know, they get in trouble. <laughs> Those are my favorites, by the way. But yeah, like that's the thing about it, you know. And, and and even in the jiu-jitsu community, you've seen the outcry, like Paul Harris, just holding leg locks forever. Um, you know, yeah. like that, that was a huge no-no. Like, like you're a piece of shit. And then, it was, oh, you're just really dumb. You don't know any better. Okay, sorry, but um, yeah, that in our community, that, that's something that we understand as completely wrong and immoral. You just don't do that. Um, I think that's the big problem from the outside outside world is is they they associate, like you said, violence and aggression is the same thing. I think that's a big thing. Is we have to make it so overly welcoming the first time someone walks into the gym that yeah. they. Don't be like, oh, you're gonna, oh, you're gonna try and kill me now. Oh, cool. I had no idea that was gonna happen. You guys are so nice. I think that's important, you know, because and you own a gym. I how and I don't know, it wasn't for me, it was, it was okay. I was invited by my coach, but you know, the first time someone goes to a gym is fucking terrifying. Like you just said oh, you completely. called them like the you called them, gave them your information, and then they said, Yeah, come on in, check it out. And they just consented to having no clue what they're doing. Like, and then trying to get in with somebody who also does know what they're doing and is willing to, you know, in theory, kill them. Like, that's terrifying, you know. And most people think jujitsu, they think the UFC. Like, oh, that's jujitsu. Can we elbow? No, you cannot elbow. Can we hit them? Also, no. I'm like, you can choke them. That's it you can probably try and break their arm too, you know, that, so there's a huge misconception of what we do is. And the next person that fucking th- throws karate hand motions up next to my side of Jiu Jitsu, I'm hitting them because <laughs> of, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> like, oh God. But yeah, I think it's important that you have a really nice culture, a really open culture. When you walk into a place like that, it needs to be well lit. It needs to smell good. It needs to be clean. You know, these are, these are, are, are factors that, are huge when you when you go into a, a new environment
0: oh completely I, it's, it's uh, funny it's just i like, listen to everything you just said like, i remember when i first um joined my gym fighting fit uh 12 years ago however long it was and it was you know it, it smelled of dp or whatever the equivalent <laughs> is in the states and uh there was like old like you know 15, 20 year old boxing uh posters on the wall. And you know, the first first night my coach put me in hospital. Like uh, he he fucked me up. And uh when he left, I carried carried on that way of training. It's all I knew. Um
1: same here. Yeah. Oh, uh,
0: the uh, problem was over the over the four years where we were just in that gym, uh we we never grew past about seven people. Like uh, it was yeah. Like people would come in and they'd, they'd get hurt. They'd, they'd see it as like just crazy as fuck. And then they'd leave. And then it wasn't until I, uh, predominantly got with Globetrotters and then, you know, we set up our bigger gym in Stafford. Um, and then, you know, we made it friendlier. A lot of the the horrible shit kind of took out like the unnecessary training aspects, uh, where it was just like fun violence for, for, crazy people. Yeah. Uh, and then our numbers just blew up. It blew the fuck up. Uh and it's something I've kind of like again I kind of I know stole from Christian Graugart. Um
1: yeah
0: is uh yeah you're completely correct. It's it's a combat, it's a sport, but it's also an experience. And so like um like the the the, the choice of music, like you know, I remember being in Muay Thai gyms and it just being the most repetitive dance music or whatever electronic music there was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you can put like a really good, like 80s soundtrack or something like that or 90s and like have, you know, people start fucking dancing when they're fucking beating the shit out of each other. And like people go home, it's like, you know, it's like going out to a fucking gig that night. They go home and they're really happy. And especially, you know, there's, it's then like capitalizing on that as well. So you get like a couple of good photos of people training and they share it and people are like, Oh shit, what they doing?" And then word just grew. Um, I, the two, like I say making world champions and being just a nice plates don't have to be mutually exclusive because eventually people just want more violence. And so they will gravitate towards hurting each other more and you will get those savages. Like it's, it's a, Game of numbers, as in, you know, the big cities like New York or or London, whoever, are going to have like, you know, world championship. Because when you've got 500 people, you know, coming in and out the doors every month, you are just going to have natural athletes pop up every now and then. Yeah. Um, But when you're in small towns like us, like relatively small towns, uh, yeah, it's again, if you only have eight people coming to your gym, like the chance of you finding that natural athlete that's going to be a world champ is very small. So you need to find a way of getting loads of people through your gym in your small town, and maybe, just maybe, you'll find that freak beast that you can uh, mold into someone that can like compete at a high level.
1: oh yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's and this actually relates to catch wrestling, which where I started was you know in the beginning, catch wrestling was looked at as, as the hardest-nosed, toughest, meanest guys there were. And, you know, I started out in the catch wrestling gym, and I came in at the perfect time. My coach is just now getting off the mat because he's, he's just fucked up from years of abuse. Um, and I was a Division One wrestler, so I could out-wrestle everybody in the room. You know, I could I, I think I heel hooked 78 times my first night because that's what you should do to people on the first night. But, uh, yeah, of course. You know, yeah, and, you know, but... And, I had it relatively easily compared to my buddy Matt Covan, who his first night when he was 16, which is you know, probably 10 years older than me, they broke his fucking leg. Like they straight uh-huh. ankled, him, napped his leg. Yeah, you know, he's a small little dude. He needed more milk in his life, probably. But, you know, but <laughs> like, the next day, which would so say, I did they like, they do like Tuesday, Thursday, or Monday, Thursday at the time, because they're in a warehouse. Um, when they came back, he was sitting on the loading dock with a with a cast on his leg. Like, you're not going to find many people like that. You know, mm-hmm. that's, you know, you're just not. So, yeah. And, you know, my gym at that time, we had a reputation for hurting you. And it wasn't that we were malicious. You know, we never held, you know, moves after you tapped. It was just we went hard. And I think at the peak, we had 25 guys who trained with us, but we'd never see more than Six or eight in a night, a single night, because the schedules and whatnot. You know, you're right. You are. You can do that. You can like just filter them out in the very beginning, but you're you lose so many people who have potential to be Hmm. world class by killing them the first day, you know, like the first 90 days of jujitsu specifically, you know, any kind of martial art, that's where everybody quits because they've got the idea, your sales process worked, you got them in there, your 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 pictures on Facebook look good, your ads look good, you sold them, and then you know they they're they're hooked. They're high. They get that first that first bump and then they come back again. They start getting sore. Then they miss they miss class one time for $1 a doctor's appointment or some shit. And so now I might as well miss the rest of the week because I'm already out. You know, people are gone. So it's important to have an inviting environment from the beginning and then having an accountability program. Like you say, hey, man, where have you been? I've not seen you in a week. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm on vacation. Oh, cool, man. Bring me something nice when you come back. You know, just I I think that's more important. I said, and, you know, if I never produce a world, I will. But if I never produce a world champion, I don't care because by the I want to my goal, I stole some Gary V is I want to have the biggest funeral ever meaning that that i impacted so many people they took off whatever day of the week they fucking you know decide to to fire me into the ocean out of a cannon they decided <laughs> i had a big enough influence in their life that they want they feel obligated to come and that's that's the goal of my gym realistically we are going to produce we're, we're producing monster we don't get invited to in-house tournaments um our Muay Thai guys are just fucking th- just stomping people, um, you know, so, and that's the culture because, and like you said, once it's slap and bump, we go hard, we go harder than most gyms. you know, there's almost always six minute rounds with 30 seconds rest right? and that's, and 30 seconds rest is realistically just so you can find a new person to go with, you know, maybe hit a swig of water, but you know, so our culture of, of hard training, you can definitely train hard and you can definitely produce world champions without being a douchebag. Like that, that's 100%. Because if you want to, if you want to provide the training for your your world-class guys, nice mats, good equipment, good training partners, you're going to have to have a, you know, behind a, Behind every every world champion is a gym full of hobbyists. You know, people who want to lose weight, people who want to just de-stress from work. Like right now, man, you should see some of the fucking emails and messages I get with COVID, you know, or during COVID we, we did. But that's why we opened our gym for after two weeks. We shut down for two weeks because yeah. we were more concerned with helping people than we were, you know. Just like, you can't make a world champion. Nobody's open, so we just want people to train.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um. Again, it's like, it's like really just amazing to listen to like everything you're saying because it's like it pretty much describes like how everything that I've I've seen and and like I said about catch wrestling, I came through in catch wrestling. I came through in catch and submission wrestling. Um, and it was that there was no, it was like catch mixed with sub wrestling, and so you know you started from standing. It was takedown. down. Uh, if you end up there was two guards. There was closed guard or butterfly. Uh, yeah. If you uh there was no like Delaheva, someone stood up, you didn't play like, you know, single leg X or Delaheva or anything like that. It was, you know, you stood up, you both stood up you wrestled again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, people would just get fucked up. And you could see those guys who, you know, you being a coach for, for so long now, you know the ones who are gonna stick around because they are the ones who like break their shit and then yep. they're back the next week and they just don't leave the gym. Um like I was, I was that stupid kid. Like I'd break some shit. Like, I remember, like one of my students, like literally splitting my eyelid open. Like kicked me in the face <laughs> and like half my eyelid split open. I just fucking grabbed a, a boxing hand wrap, like just fucking covered my eye, and I was like, "Cool, let's go again." And then, the, <laughs> like the following session, I was just rolling with an eye patch, and like everyone just kept on moving to that side, so I couldn't see them. Uh, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know. It's, But you have to, you, you know, I've got loads of those guys now who would be the exact same. You know, you could, like, fuck them up and they'd just be back the next day. Uh, but they wouldn't have, have done it in their first three months. They would have, like, yeah, run I, run away.
1: Yeah, I've had a guy training. So he, he tore his ACL a couple months back um, and then had surgery. And then he tore his other ACL. And between the time he tore it and – oh. No, he tore in competition against one of our guys. He refused to quit, so he finished the match. And then he kept – he's a pretty good wrestler too. He kept falling over because his ACL would just give out. And the ref tried to stop him. <laughs> he he, he goes, I will beat your ass. I'm not going to quit. <laughs> the last, the second. The second in division. But then after that, he came in, and he trained every day until surgery. I'm like, well, oh, there's something wrong with you. So – but you know, those guys are rare. We have other guys. Hey, I've got a hangnail. I can't come in this month. Like, no, get your ass back in here. You know, there's a difference between you know being too hard, too soft. You know, it's it's you know the, the what's it, Goldilocks or whatever. You know, too yeah. too hard, too soft, just right. And our gym, we we air towards the side of hard. Like we've we've had so many people puke during warmups. I'm like, hey. You okay? Yeah. All right. You want you want just some mouthwash in the bathrooms, breath minutes? Let's get back on the mat. Okay. You want water? All right, I got you. And you know, we've had guys like that. And, and it's and and the sales pitch afterwards is really easy. And it's not and and I don't want people to think it's a money grab. I'm like, hey, you just fucking threw up three minutes into a warm-up. That we do with our kids class, but theirs is harder. I'm like, you need this in your life. And that's one thing I I tell my guys, and I'll even ask you, like, would you take $10,000 cash for all your martial arts experiences? Like, like, would you take a hundred thousand? Would you take a million? I was like, no, because I've met so many awesome people, I've had so many awesome like life opportunities that there's zero amount of money you could give me to do that. So I'm like, when they tell you they can't afford it, when they can tell you uh, they're not sure about schedule, like you're doing them a disservice if you don't help them join the gym. If they legitimately cannot afford it, that's one thing. I don't want them to not pay their rent because they're paying for jujitsu or Muay Thai. But if there is a way we can make it happen, I want it to happen because they have to be in here because the gym is a rely. The gym's a tribe, like that's your that's your people,
0: you know. Uh, yeah, I, I I was I uh I say the same thing. Like if if anyone comes to me and they say like you know, dude, I'm a bit like short currently. I don't know maybe like works turn to shit or or something like that. Um, I'll say to them like, okay, dude, like you know, just Walk out and don't pay tonight or don't pay for the next week. Don't pay for the next month. Uh, You know, come back to me when you're on your feet because you're either going to be at home doing nothing or you can be here with us. Yeah. I'd rather you just be here with us.
1: Yeah. Right now it's been, you know, Asheville's weird. It's got a big hospital community, um, which has been a mess. And it's got a big service industry of tourism. Well, tourism shut down. And we lost shit. We lost 30% of our income the first week afterwards, you know, but we only lost two months. We lost membership. We lost money compared to the year before. And that's because we, one, we opened, like, Hey, listen, we're opening. We were very quiet about it. Like we, we paid, you know, my gyms laid up some long skinny building. We papered Uh up the front and said, everybody had to come in the back. And then I'm like, in the very beginning, it was funny. I was like, so we were told, you no, know, just like you, Oh, uh, it'd be a week, maybe two weeks and then we'll open back up. All right, cool. Whatever. So we remodeled the gym. We painted, you know, we took a week off, you know, and Hey, we all needed it. We did, we did some remodeling. I'm like, I'm bored as shit. What am I going to do? So I, I started calling my guys, but like, Hey man, you want to train? Yeah. I'm like, if your wife asks you where you're going, you tell her you're having an affair. Do not tell her you're going to the gym. So we- <laughs> That's how we started. And then we're like, "All right, do one class a week. So we'll do one jujitsu on this morning, one more time. And then I'm like, we did that for a week, but we're going to social distance. That lasted like four minutes. I'm like, fuck this. You can't wrestle from six feet away. I was like, so we started that. And then we're like, all right, fuck it. Let's open. And we, um, you know, we, we call everybody. I mean, Hey, listen, it's, you're an adult. It's up to you. You don't have to wear a mask. I was like, you know, whatever, you know, and I sent a video out because we got two hours notice of being shut down by the government. I should have ignored yeah. it. And that was stupid, but, um, you know, it, it did kind of help having a heads up. So I, I said, hey, listen, if you guys can afford to pay, please pay. If not, we understand you can come back whenever you want to, you know. And if you did pay us during the lockdown time, I was like, you know, we're going to credit you. If you're on contract, we're going to add at the end of your contract. If you're month to month, we're just going to basically give you guys a free month between now until we pay you back. You know, and it was, uh, it was, I had members or even actually ex-members say, hey, I'll pay for two memberships because they understand how important that room is. And, and this is going to kill a lot of coaches out there, especially new coaches. Nobody gives a fuck about jujitsu, like not even the people doing jujitsu. They care about who they're hanging out with. They just found jujitsu was cooler than CrossFit or bad or, or fucking badminton or whatever else. Like it just they happen to find your group suited them. It could be fucking checkers and it wouldn't make a difference. It's because of that group. And that's that's one of the keys is fostering that community when you build a gym. So that, that's just something that i'm adamant about in the beginning if you had almost enough money to pay me you could join the gym now i'm like i don't think you're a good fit for this gym you should go train here instead
0: yeah, yeah.
1: they're like watch and the one thing that we have jujitsu has over like coffee shops or or any other businesses we can fuck up our problem customers like it's acceptable. Like. I'll just maim you for six minutes and that's okay. You could imagine doing that at like the grocery store. You got a, you got a troubled troubled client. He's rolling down the fucking aisle. You can't do that, but we can.
0: (laughs) Yeah. To be fair, that's, that's right. That douchebags don't stay around for long. No, not not if you had to
1: weed them out. Um, I've rolled one up for two days in a row for 45 minutes straight, both days. I just beat the fuck out of him. I, I was literally at one point, I look up, Jen, Brian, and one of my members are looking at me, and they're like, what the fuck? I have both my knees on his head like a fucking baby goat. And, <laughs> laying there. and they told me later, he goes, everybody in this gym knows there's a lesson being taught right now except one person. <laughs> 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 this fucked him up for two days in a row. Did he stay? Uh, no no, uh, no. he started he started doing kickboxing instead <laughs> weird, weird.
0: <laughs> this is again this is like what makes me laugh is that yeah you, you like i say you 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 started off this podcast about how to to you know be as welcoming as possible and have these these great practices and at the same time like <laughs> You're saying, "Yeah, we're gonna go hard." If
1: you're a dick, I'm gonna kneel on your head. <laughs> <Yes>. I, but <laughs> see, that's super important. Because like, you you've traveled. There's always that one guy in most gyms who's a dick. Yeah. And you know, the guy they get kind of handsy with the chicks, or, or or just like beat them up or whatever, or, or or only roll with younger guys or smaller guys or more guys. Like, that's who you have to get out. Like, you have to get rid of those people because they're a cancer in your gym. You Hmm. know, and I think the the very first comp team practice I had in the gym, it blew people's mind because they were so used to the pretty you know laid back training, like oh yeah, cool, whatever. And I'm like, if you're fucking laughing, you're not fucking drilling, I'm yelling at them because I'm I'm going hard. Like we're doing rounds, and uh I (laughs) they're like, Oh shit, what what just happened? Like, you know, because there you know there is your general population then it is your comp time. But yeah, I, like you said, my, my culture is so laid back and relaxed. Like, you know, you don't have to bow to get on the mat. You don't have to ask to go take a leak or anything. It's just, it's really laid back. But, you know, I think honestly, it comes from a wrestling background. Like none of, there's no rank and pomp and circumstance bullshit. Like, did that person beat you? Yeah, they're better than you. You know, that that's just how it works. So I, I think the wrestling has been a big influence on this culture as well.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think because you
0: I I said you your your gym is predominantly no gi and you know you don't have
1: uh we don't have a gi program.
0: Well no, exactly. It's there's no yeah. uh outward showing of what belt you are. You just you're you're rolling with a human being. And yeah. it's it's the same at my place as in we were we were always uh a no gi gym. And so like yeah, if you got beat by someone, that person was just better than you. Like it wasn't there wasn't a belt attached to it the only uh reason i even went down most of the bjj route i mean I've never done bjj i've never been part of the bjj gym except i've got a black belt um so <laughs> my goal to through, through some accident uh, <laughs> <laughs> they got confused and thought I may did it uh it was like yeah it was it was we you know we got into to that so we could say we taught bjj because that's how most people Know of anything to do with jujitsu? It's uh, yeah. trying to, like to explain it to someone who doesn't do this. Like you say, oh, it's 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 jujitsu, not the weird type. It's wrestling, <laughs> not the 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 flying off the top rope type. Yeah. And it's like yeah. oh, you don't don't really know. Especially because like uh, it might be a bit easier, you know, in the states because you've got like a wrestling program. But yeah, there's no yeah. there's no school wrestling over here. So the only wrestling that the general population understand is is you know, Hulk Hogan and, and Triple H. So to say to someone like, oh yeah, I do wrestling, it's like, ah, oh, you're a weirdo then. Um, yeah. I'm like, no, not that type of wrestling. Or or we've had those people come in because I've like advertised, oh, we we'll do wrestling. And they come in like expecting to learn that shit, like how to do like like shooting stars or whatever the fuck it is. I'm
1: like, no, <laughs> like, you're going you're gonna to be
0: really sad in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: I've got a guy that's <laughs> wrestling, that's why he's here. But he said, I like his thought process is he's well, I need to learn to wrestle first, like actually wrestle before I do pro wrestling. I'm like, that's really cool. You don't need to, yeah. at all. but I like your thought process. And uh, he's getting good. So, yeah, exactly. CM Punk wouldn't
0: exist if uh, that was a problem. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so it's like, again, like I think that was kind of fortunate for both of us then, as in we came through this like no gi background. So then there wasn't that, because I've, you know, been to enough BJ traveled around and gone to BJJ gyms where they've, uh, you know, the belt creates assholes. And oh, it's like, yeah. you know, don't don't look at me if you're a lower belt. It's like, whoa. I, like, no. I, um, I, I'm quite happy to, like, be nogi in my gym. And especially when, like, new guys come in from, like, different, especially if, like, an open mat. Uh, and, like, new guys come in from, like, different gyms, like, you know, traveling through. And they just, like, come into roll. Uh, and they don't know the levels of people and they roll with me <laughs> I'm like, oh you're really good <laughs> i hope so <laughs> My third. Oh, actually no i did that to a I did that in london was it london <laughs> I did it somewhere where uh i didn't have uh a uh i stuck around it uh, i went down training at a gym and they the head coach said oh, like, if you're around tomorrow it've got like a, like a I think it was a london-wide open map and like everyone's going to be like, you know, from different gyms coming in. I was like, oh, cool. I think I was, you know, brown belt at the time, and uh, but I didn't have like any extra kit with me. You know, London's not terribly close to where I live, so yeah. it's like, oh yeah, yeah, just borrow some, just borrow some shit in the gym the following day. So I come down the following day, and all they had was like a gi jacket, and I've got like regular civilian shorts on, you know, like a regular <laughs> t-shirt, like uh, not jujitsu t-shirt. You know, as weird as that sounds, and yeah. uh, they just give me this this jacket and uh so i'm sitting there shorts t-shirt and a a gi jacket and it's like blue belt comes up to me he's like hey hey new guy uh do you want to roll um (laughs) so i I, like pretended that i like didn't know anything i did like the 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 pre the preach it like the defensive stuff so like
1: you know he grabbed my
0: collar and just like rolled around on the floor and escape it so it looked like i didn't know if it when I was in guard. My legs were just straight out, you know, an alliance who so just like walked past them. Uh, but he still couldn't submit me for like five minutes. <laughs> and he was like, he said to me afterwards, like, oh dude, like, you know, you've done any grappling before. I was like, uh, no, no, so, <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, yeah, uh, we do a bit of grappling at my uh, Kung Fu school. Oh
1: my God. Uh, and then like, he
0: was like, oh yeah, we'll have another round then. So uh, we have another round and like, he goes into his guard and I just like fucking smash it. <laughs> and like just go straight to ne- like grab his collars and fucking knead belly his soul out the back of his <laughs> spine. I was like, "No, dude, I'm a jujitsu brown belt." He's like, "Oh God!" I just yeah, you smash the vibe <laughs> out of it for like
1: five minutes. I'm, I'm never getting off of you again. <laughs> That's like, dude, I went to another gym in town. I was like, "Hey man, uh, I I emailed the the coach. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm, you know it's not a dojo storm. You're new. I just want to come by, and you know whatever.' So I came by and. I was, I I think I was just still, yeah, I was still a purple belt. And uh, I just came back from purple belt worlds not too long before that. I I won that. And I'm sitting there and we're doing something. I'm rolling this with this, you know, young fat kid. He's maybe six months into it. And uh, he's explaining, Oh, you don't want to do that. You want to do this. You want, I had, I went to like the dollar store next door. And I bought a pair of gym shorts for like five bucks and a t-shirt for like $2. So I did not look like I knew what I was doing. So I go in there and, uh, you know, he's walking. Oh, you, you don't, you don't want to, do, you want to do this. You want, you, you want to do it like this. And I'm actually running through one of the sequences I hit at worlds. Cause I have a theory that I mean, I think I can do it this way too. And he's coached me through it. And then, uh, <laughs> I was like, I forgot about more than you than you'll ever know. And, but you know, it's, and in my gym's weird. Like we don't, we don't care about rank. We don't care about anything. So we'll have brand new guys wearing like purple rash guards and stuff. I'm like, well, yeah, just don't wear that anywhere else. Or do yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Exactly. I right. it doesn't matter. One the,
1: no. One of the girls that train with us, trained with us, she trained us about almost six months, and she goes, she asked Jen, my fiance, she goes, "How do I become a white belt?". And we all started laughing. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, she didn't know what a white belt was. Or just the fact that you showed up means you get one or whatever, you know. So it was funny. It'll be, you know, it's just, it just doesn't matter. We don't ever line up by rank. You know, that's not a thing. It's funny to me. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, we, yeah, yeah.
1: Anytime I tape guys somewhere, they're traditional jujitsu, like I line up by rank. They're all looking around like, what, what? I'm like, you have to go over there. I don't care, but you're going to yell that. <laughs> so, you know, we were in a gym. It was like a bunch of white belts, a uh, couple blues, couple purples, a brown belt, my white belt that came with me. And then, you know, two of my other buddies. And we're all just laughing. I'm like, he's like, what? I'm like, you're going to get your ass beat here at open rolls in a minute. He goes, why? I'm like, we'll see. He actually <laughs> held his own. I was proud of him, but <laughs> he got ass beat. <laughs> it's just weird to me. I don't like the week after I promoted my first blue belt I'm like I fucking regret that like why I wish I never promoted anybody I like and I'll tell you I like holding your blue belt to one you don't suck like you actually can't suck that's a requirement in my gym but two until you get to that point and this is something I, I stole from BMAC like if you're chasing a blue belt you're gonna quit we know that why because you hit your goal but if you just start enjoying training, then you don't care about your belt. You know, like oh cool, new rash guards training. Yeah, okay, good. I, I think that's super important for the culture as well. Is is put put process driven goals as opposed to like belt goals because you know what happened to mm-hmm. hit a belt? Well, now what? You know, if you can convince someone to hey, my process is for the next eighteen months, I'm gonna come twice a week, then shit, you'll get you'll get good. You'll get real good. You'll get better than most. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to be better, then you need to come three times a week, four times a week, you know? So, but yeah, I think that's super important for the culture of the gym as well. And we drill a lot. We drill more than anybody I've ever met. Like, hmm. that's, we do a flow of the month. And it's like right now it's a uh, closed guard. They stand up. You go, you drop your ass, you go to a single X and you sweep. That's the series. So every single practice we have, you're doing that. And we're and then we're build off of that. You know, we're gonna jump into some leg lock stuff, we're gonna jump into sweeps, reverse X. Uh, you know, first thing we do is we sweep and get back on top and twist her side. So that's another part of the, the culture for a gym I, I think that makes them understand they have to work. So yeah. just so many variables into not having a douchebag gym. And honestly, douchebag gyms will work if you wanna have a gym full of douchebags. Like there's plenty of them out there, so you know it. It really depends on what culture you want.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: Oh, well, the one thing that I, okay, I was like
0: aiming towards that. Like, you know, towards the end of this was that I came obviously. You know, I came down and taught, uh, did that seminar of Charles at, at your gym. Uh, however,
1: well that went. Um, <laughs> seemed seemed okay. We, we still teach that. We still teach that. I call it the unkillable series. Like that's part of our foundations program. Where, like, hey, don't let anybody touch you between your armpits and your knees. And don't let them grab your, the back of your head. So that's part of what we teach. So it's it's definitely important, man. I, I think that was that was one of the better seminars I've had. Way better than anything Charles ever taught me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm gonna make sure I send him this. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um Oh no, because it's like that, that basically that it always feels weird teaching that stuff because that's pretty much what I just give to, to beginners so they don't quit. So, you know, that's, that's our day one kind of information as in, you know, do this and you won't die. And then just keep, if you don't want to die, just keep doing it. But if you, <laughs> if you want to start winning, then you, you invite the chance to get killed. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, that, you know, it does help with that retention, that first three months of, you know, if you've got no idea uh what you're supposed to be doing, it's basically it's it's carnage. It's just like be violent and hope something good comes of it until you've been to enough classes that something kinda makes sense. And you know, people have different ways of doing it. Oh, you're not allowed to spar for the first two months or anything like that. It's like I can't think of anything worse than uh taking the most fun part of jujitsu out. Um for someone especially when it's like you know you see everyone else having a really good time uh, so I was like how do I teach something that will keep them so like do this you'll be fine uh, it's only when you stop doing this you get hurt um, yeah. and so and like go to like an established gym like yours and explain that thing it's like I feel like such an idiot so <laughs> uh, it always feels weird to talk about um, but then obviously I you know did the seminar that night and you know we went out for food it was a really good night and then uh came i uh, Uh, I think Charles said, you know, we were in the hotel that night. Uh, He said that, oh yeah, they've got an open mat in the morning. I was like, oh shit, cool. I'm going to go to open mat. So I think I left him in bed and I fucking started running down the street to go to your open mat. And I get in there and everyone's just sitting against the wall and you're talking about stuff. I was like, God, fucking open mat is this? And I have stolen the fucking shit out of that. Like, Oh my god, that's like you know in the, the short time we were open before the Rona took everything from us. Um, that is one thing I've taken that kind of like feedback sessions. I that I've never seen that before, ever.
1: Yeah, it's we just do things so different. It, it really it's just a bunch of wrestling mixed in with lazy wrestling. That's why I refer to it as jiu jitsu. Um, <laughs> You know, it's Yeah, it, we're we're trying to get back to like a normal pre-COVID uh, like routine and stuff, but something mm. won't change. But you know what? I like having only twenty people on the mat you know, instead of forty. Um, you know, but it's just yeah, like it's funny and it's funny. We had to survey. I do I do member surveys uh, twice a year. Um, you know, ask them how long you've been training, what programs do you take. You know, and then a bunch of other questions. And and a lot of you like, well, you know, I don't people, the new people who weren't here pre-COVID were like, Hey, you know, I wish there's more structure at Open Mat, yada, yada, yada. And then our guys who've been here a while, like, man, I miss be able to hang out after class. I miss be able to um, you know, just shoot the shit, you know. So yeah, our open Mats are different. They're they're real laid back when it comes to structure and whatnot but i i think that's how it should be realistically like you we don't have many they're at the end of the week you're tired if you trained you're tired so it makes a big difference
0: yeah they will see you know for for obviously anyone listening like what i walked in on that morning you know i was there with my my nogi set and i was ready to like you know go at it and like get my roles and improve that maybe what i did worked uh and you know there's like 20 30 folks sitting against the wall and you've got your coffee in the other side of the room and yeah uh like you just like you're going through like you know what's what's been good what, what's what's worked and what hasn't worked this week and like you just doing A Q&A session and you know people are saying oh you know i tried to hit this technique in a roll and you know this didn't work you know and then you just like give advice on that and i was like to have like a, a, you know, a dedicated feedback session of, you know, people are then, you know, they're not just going balls to the wall violence and forgetting their roles. You know, they're actually remembering issues and they know that they've got an outlet for it. It's not like, you know, cause that you think from a, a heavily structured, you know, uh, programs where you have, um, you know, you have warm up drills role and that's every session. And then maybe like a session where it's just rolls to try and cast like a black belt ear or, or you know, the coaches here and say, look, you know, had this issue. And then actually, you know, have everyone else around to give feedback as well. Like, Oh shit. I've tried this recently. And you're like, well, that'd work. I was like, what the hell? This is amazing. And so I came back and tried to incorporate that into my gym. Like, everyone looked at me like I was some sort of hippie.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what the hell?
0: Like we're we're, we're having Q and A sessions now. I was like, yeah, because you guys have got issues. I'd rather, you know, instead of trying to find me mid roll and, and like talk about it, then like, no, let's let's sit down. Let's actually have like a session, almost like created by you guys. Instead of me dictating the drill, like you know what problems are you have let's all fix them together.
1: I was like, it's fucking genius. <laughs> like why why have I never seen this before? Well, you, you hear it all the time, like, you know, at the end, like questions, comments, concerns, like you just showed them something. They've not drilled it yet. And, of course, they don't have questions yet, you know, especially in the way we do a flow of the month where it's the entire month of a series. Like, you're going to have questions by the end of the month. You're going to have questions by the end of the week. And, you know, it's a lot of times during the open match, too. I'm like, Hey, grab me. Like, this is a, t- unless I'm actually training hard, which is rare. Um, unless I'm training hard. I was like, then ask me, like, don't ask me in the middle of a roll gonna smash you, but like ask me <laughs> after. Um, because I think it's important. Like, remember, we're here to make people better at jujitsu. And I, I think one of the things is a lot of traditional jujitsu guys specifically are like, all right, well, this is how I roll. This is how you're going to roll. Well, I'm, Five foot 235 pounds, and strong as shit with zero flexibility. We probably shouldn't be teaching you know you how to tr- roll the same way I do. So it's important. And people, are like, well, what about this situation? I'm like, well, yeah, you can do that. I can't. But here's how you should do that if you're going to make that play. You know, yeah. I think the biggest thing. You know, I I think there's going to need to be a really big shift in, um over the next few years to to clean up the mess that's been made by you know the old old style of training. I think that's you know there's so many jujitsu gyms trying to follow what karate did as far as business side goes that mm. they don't realize that we are inherently different. Like let's be honest is an adult daycare. Jiu Jitsu simulated violence. You know it's it is what it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that yeah, I think that's that's pretty like again hit most of the nail on the head is that yeah we aren't there's there's so many guys uh you know who who like I said with the whole lining up and bowing like it's it's cosplay like I'm not Japanese I, I am not Brazilian Like, so why are we talking in Brazilian in Japanese clothes and doing Japanese cultural things like? No, like I remember going to a bar, a Gracie Barra gym, and uh, you know I was in I was in regular civilian clothes when I walked in, and this purple belt welcomed me, and uh, he was like, oh, "Have you done any jiu-jitsu before?" And I was like, Oh a little." He was like, oh, "Oh, cool! What belt are you?" I was like, oh, "Black belt." He's like, "Oh, oh, professor, professor." I was like, "Who?" <laughs> I, it's Chris. That's a weird pronunciation of my name. Um, like, no, like it's not Sensei, it's not professor. It's like it's it's Chris. Like it's it's that all comes from that yeah traditional hangovers uh hangovers from traditional martial arts we're not karate, we're not judo, we're not any other um far east based martial art with their their uh cultural um aspects into the, that have been brought into the into the fighting itself like no we're we're western. Where we're doing things our way. Like, why do we have to still do these things?
1: And you got to think it's even worse here. Do like especially in the U.S. Like, we don't give a fuck. We're America. We don't want. You know, it's like you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, about that. You know, it's it's I. It's, it's weird. Someone called me professor one time. I didn't know what that was. I was confused. I thought he was joking because I have a, col- a teaching degree, so I thought he was fucking with me. Yeah. But. I'm like, oh, no, this, I just started doing jujitsu. I'm like, I don't know what that is. And, and one of the guys, who did, he he laughed because that means black belt. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely not that. I'm like, you just suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird, man. I, I just don't. On it. I don't. I tell everybody, especially the gi. I'm like, the gi is fucking larping. It's like nobody's wearing yeah. that. Yes, yeah, it's it's, it's cosplay. Yeah, every once in a while, I'll fuck with the Gi guys just because it's fun to me. I do I think the Gi is cool as shit. I just don't train it because it's hot and it hurts my fingers. But I'm like, what's better, self-defense for Gi or no Gi? And then I'll tell them why they're wrong if they say Gi. But I'm like, yeah, all my grips work in no Gi in a Gi, but not the other way around. So
0: that's yeah. my – yeah yeah. That,
1: that goes back to, hey, if, you, if your game changes dramatically because of your costume, then you're not very good. Yeah, but- exactly. Yeah, I don't um, understand.
0: Yeah, and it's it's you know because we 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 don't have like separate programs in my gym. We, like, we don't have a gi program or no gi program. We just have a grappling program, and yeah, uh, you just come in wearing whatever the hell you want. Like if you want to wear gi pants and a rash guard, if you want to wear gi top and shorts, if you want to wear like just shorts, like I don't care. Um, If you want to wear A gi and wrestling boots, have at it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like you know, your 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 uh, grappling should transcend across everything. If you want, if you want to put gi on and put some MMA gloves on, cool. Let's put some strikes in at the same time, as well as grabbing the gi. They should transcend all of these different things. Uh, And when you've got guys, I remember having a guy coming who just done gi, and he came in and. uh, we were doing the. He came to the no gi class. Later. He was traveling and came in. He was like, I think it was a blue belt, and like he he wouldn't grab me. And I was like, Are you okay? Are you having some sort of like stroke? Like, do you, I need to call you an ambulance? <laughs> uh, and he was like, oh, I just don't have to grab you. I was like, what are you on about? Like, grab me. Like, do something. So like, no, I don't know because you haven't got a gi on. I was like, that's terrifying.
1: That's not good. Like,
0: no so I diced the life out of it um (laughs) just for his insolence
1: Uh, well that's the thing like so I'm one of those guys if you give me a grappling sport I'll do it yeah I don't know how many different styles so I did I wrestled you know at AAU nationals Yeah. And it was Greco freestyle. And then it had Sambo. I'd never heard of Sambo, but I'm like, that's cool. And my coach goes, do you want to do Sambo?" I'm like, what's that? I thought some kind of dancing shit. (laughs) He goes, you wear, you wear this jacket and you can choke each other. I'm like, can I grab the jacket? He goes, yes. I'm like, sign me up. So the dude teaching the rules clinic was my finals match. He's a national champion from the year before. I'm like, great. This is, this is fine. But, Knowing nothing from Sambo, I grabbed him by his collar. So I should grab his lapel, which is nice, better than collar grip. And then I just wrestled him. Like, that's what I did because grappling is all, all the same. The only thing that changes grappling from one style to the next or one form to the next is the rules. Like, you can't grab the clothes. So there's no such thing as, as, as gi grips in no gi. You know, in catch wrestling, you can be pinned. So there's very, very little guard game you know in actual school wrestling like you stand up with your head up because you can't be choked you know so that's the only thing controlling a human doesn't change just the rules and tactics do i think that's what hurts a lot of people's feelings i've only lost one game match in my entire life and it's because of points and i didn't understand the points i was confused and i've already been just and- say that
0: i uh, literally like three days ago i recorded a uh a podcast with one of my students. I mean, we talked about this very subject. I said that you know, grappling is, is this giant block, you know, of moves and concepts and whatever. And all, all the different offshoots, like judo, Greco, freestyle, sambo, Jitsu. is just little bits off that same block. Like if you yeah. understand the block, you understand everything that comes off it. Now, I mean, there might be, you know, obviously you've got to adapt to the rule sets. That's why I think it's, it's like when people say uh, you shouldn't learn to leg lock because you can't leg lock in competition. Like how monumentally yeah. stupid do you have to be to like uh, not understand that you have to take certain things out? Like you know, like it's like saying like oh, you know, you can't, you know, you can't grapple because there's a chance you might hit someone. Like yeah, I know I can grapple and not hit you at the same way as. I can grapple and just not touch your legs um, yeah it's it's easier to to take stuff out and just not do certain things and it is to put things in and have to learn stuff if you've I say if you've never done a nogi grip if you've never uh, you know looked at grappling as a whole because um, then as soon as you come across you know that difference you know more wider version of grappling you're going to be lost as fuck because you've got yeah. a very very narrow understanding of what the
1: actual uh sport is I think the biggest the biggest thing is when it comes to the grappling side is there's so many more people in the who, are, who grew up or started in the traditional style you know the the white the yeah. gi- um, yada 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 bout to the bout to the ancient you know Brazilians on the wall that you know and it's becoming more and more common, but there's people like me and you are like, no, I like, just don't do that. Like the rules say you can't do that. So don't do that. No, you need to learn it, though. Like, yeah, you know, it, I think it's important. I think a lot of people make these kind of weird. I don't know, like just like, well, that's just how it's always been. Well, that mindset is why the fucking Dark Ages happened. Well, this is how we've always done. it. Yeah, good job. Dark Ages. Enjoy. So, yeah, yeah. I just, I just want, I just want to have fun grappling. You can tell me what I'll compete in any rule set you tell me to. Like IBJJF, cool. No new breed, cool. ADCC, even better. Like whatever the rule set is, I'll grapple. And that, 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 to me, that's how we determine if you're a good grappler or not. Can you compete at every grappling sport? That's
0: when, oh, completely. And, uh, yeah, like you know, we we maybe that's why we have the reputations that we have is that uh, because I've heard the exact same thing from my students when they've been travelling around us and they they mention the gym they're from and you know like the the other the coach will then say to the students like oh oh shit it's from Chris's gym hide your legs everyone
1: like, yeah I teach my teach books to white belts oh uh, yeah. again, as
0: kids. Like everyone, like screw them. Like it's easier for them to to take the, the heel hooks out when they need to than be lost when they find them.
1: Yeah, we teach leg locks day one. Like I'm more of a straight ankle guy, anyways. So I teach them day one. and I don't care. Like this month, there's gonna be a ton of leg locks in it. Like how I'm teaching this month. I'm like, why? Because it's time. <laughs> like we feel. Yeah, I feel like teaching leg locks right now. But you know, it, you know, coming from my gym, like if oh you train a rogue, yeah, people will sit down immediately. Like stand and wrestle them. Like they can't wrestle for shit, but they don't know that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, It's funny. That's the evolution of the game. I like it. I, I think it's important that, that you make a name like that as well. I, I think that's going to help. Because yeah. that's going to help grow the sport, you know, realistically.
0: Yeah, reputations uh, and and word of mouth and fear. Um, yeah. I I didn't know fully your wrestling background. Uh, I didn't know you, you fought a division one when uh, I visited your gym. Um, so I'm very glad. The only reason I I didn't choose to stand up when we played was that I saw the size of your legs. Uh I, mean, I, I wrestled yeah. in the UK. Like you know the 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 guy I um, learned to wrestle from. Like you know I think he coached the British team and he coached like guys who've competed for the UK in the Olympics. Um, so you know it's a pretty decent wrestling gym. And every wrestler, it was a, it was in a, it's in a Sikh temple, and you know, due to Not their really? culture, they're they are there from like age five, and like you know, the kids have been wrest, you know, twenty five years old, you know, really coming into their strength now, and they've been wrestling from five years old because they've got legs like fucking tree trunks, like the rest of their body is like super like, you know, shred, apart <laughs> from their legs, and like when I saw you, I was like, I don't, I don't know what level of wrestling he's played at, but he's got giant fucking legs. And so <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I stand up with him, he's going to turn me upside down and fucking drop me on my head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want any of that. <laughs> so yeah. I'm kind of glad that I, I made that uh, snap assumption when we met. Dude,
1: it's pretty good. It's pretty an assumption. It's funny though. <laughs> very rarely will I stand up and wrestle not anymore. Like in my gym, yeah. I just don't, you know, on occasion, when I travel, if I find another good wrestler, I will. But it's like, I can take you down when I want. Like, there's really no point in, in doing it. Let's just go ahead and bypass the formalities. Or, you know, if you want to make it real realistic, lay on your back and put me in side control because that's what we're going to be. Or you can try and pass my guard. Let's do that. You know, but yeah, I love the wrestling aspect. And, the only issue I have with the wrestling is when I'm on my feet and I get in a wrestling stance, I start moving forward like a gear shifts. There's so many years of doing that that's hard yeah. to slow down. Like, I've seen it like, or when someone breaks mentally, especially, Do I've seen it. Or I'm like, even with Jen, my fiance, I'm like, you should probably slow down, sir. If not, you're gonna sleep on the couch. Okay. <laughs> Like, but it, it's just, there's so many years of competing like that, that, you know, especially on my feet, just the gear switches. So, man, yeah. I'll sit, I'll play Jiu-Jitsu, so.
0: Yeah, I can kind of understand that. Uh, so what, like, so how long have you been in Brown Belt now? What's the like, path going uh, just, forwards? Just over a
1: year, maybe a year and a half. Oh, nice. Oh, pretty yeah. new then. Yeah, yeah. So it's um just really just tightening everything up, working around everything um yeah it's like i don't care about belts the only written the people in my gym carry more about when you get a black belt than i do and yeah i just i want a black belt so i can have my ten playing affiliate <laughs> that's really about yeah. it that's um,
0: that's literally like that was about like uh the the black belt for me was that like, oh cool now i can actually say we're really legitimate I, yeah
1: i'm not playing <laughs> at this uh, yeah i get the uh, i get the phone calls on occasion you know uh who are your black belts or you know, you know what? What rank it? I'm like, well, you know, we're one time a brown belt, yada yada yada. He goes, I'm like, oh, how long have you been training? Oh, I'm a six months white belt. I'm like, then what the fuck does it matter? Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, if I was a blue belt, I could teach you things. If I was a white belt in my gym for six months, I could still teach you things. So I'm like, you know, yeah. it's, it's one of it's one of those Pedro Sour guys. Like, oh well, you know, the, the lineage matters. Not really. Like, no. there's a lot of, there's a lot of really good guys who came out of the exact same, you know, fight camps I do who suck and they're shitty coaches. I'm like, Let's, so there's that. I fucking hate Lenny. Well, it's, that's what was kind of dumb these days. Cause I, I, again, I went to
0: Baja gym and the head coach, I was like, you know, walked in and he was like, oh, what's your lineage? I was like, I got my black belt from him. And then he was like, well, who gave him, him his black belt? Or who gave yeah. him his black belt? I was like, does that matter? Like the amount of, I learned this via YouTube, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna <laughs> I, are you gonna roll with me? Yes. Then we'll find out that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like why? You know, it's it's not nineteen hundred Brazil where you know you no one cross trained with each other and there's nowhere sharing information. Like we have we have YouTube now. We have fanatics. We have all these different things we can get information from. So who's it? matter? Like I'm not going to be a carbon copy of my coach,
1: no. So God. why is my why does my lineage matter? My coach's My coach's style was so different from my his coach's style versus mine. You know, like I was by far the better wrestler of all of them. So I grabbed him towards wrestling. Well, his leg locks were like the only game around, and they're really fucking that. There's a lot of sambo stuff. You know, there's, there's early sambo. Hey, like yeah. He that and you know he had in my coach before that he was a carney. like he traveled around and and took on all comers so his style was different you know and the rules were different so yeah exactly and I I don't want 25 clones of me competing I want nah. 20 guys who are really fucking good you know so that's the big thing and I've actually part of the thing that I think made my gym grow so much is I don't care so much. I'm like yep you'll get it eventually. You know, if we can teach you the general movement today and not yell at you and belittle you until you get the one movement exact to tomorrow, then you're going to stick around. Eventually, you'll pick it up. And you're going to pick up something else, too, on your own that I didn't teach you because you're doing weird shit. You know, so I think that's a big part of it, too.
0: Yeah. Oh, completely. Uh, well, I remember like, there was a, a drill that kind of Christian got kind of goes through Like there's a warm-up drill where it was, like, it was we start off with chess and it's like you know you do one move each. Oh uh, yeah and then you do like I think I can't remember the name of it but it's like similar to a chest job but you do the exact opposite of what you think you should do. And like if you yeah. if you do something that looks like jujitsu if it looks like it makes sense like you do push-ups. So you do like the most batshit wrong movement you can at that point in time. Um and you have like I don't know how long you want to to figure that move out. And some like some of the techniques that I use I came up with in that drill, like I'm going to do the most random movement I can possibly think of. I'm like, oh shit, that worked! Cool, I'm taking that with me then. Um, And yeah, I think I think having that that willingness to play and like not drilled into you that it's like regimented, militarized. You know, everyone marches to the same beat. Like, no, fuck it. If it if it fucking works, I don't really give a shit. Like, cool. I I, I, don't care where you figured it out.
1: I asked my competition guys the other night we were training, a hard training, and I was like, you know, I want you guys trying new things. Um, I asked them at the end, I'm like, who got – who did not get submitted? Raise your hand. And and how I got submitted, you know, we all did. And I'm like, good. That means you put yourself in a stupid position that you weren't comfortable in. I was like, how many of you guys got submitted multiple times in the same location? Only, Only two guys raised their hand. Like, you guys did the best tonight because you kept going back to that to figure it yeah. out you know my my goal with jujitsu is for me to once i get to where i want to it'll, it'll never end is i will never sweat i want to be so effortless no matter where i go that it doesn't matter what you do to me so that's gonna yeah. take a lot of mistakes to get there yeah um, that being said, I'm also going to top you and trying to kill you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it depends on what the day is. You know, that, that would be my ultimate goal is to never have to use any athleticism, muscle strength, anything like that. You know, that would be... Yeah. But I also think it's important you have that explosiveness every once in a while too.
0: Yeah, of course. I think that's kind of like one of the important parts of maybe the age that we've kind of taken up. What we're doing is that we kind of have that longevity in us to, you know, I don't want to be Fighting young guns and still trying to figure out the basics of jujitsu at like fifty years old. I'd rather be uh, a, an effortless killing machine at fifty years old because I don't think it will age me as hard. No. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I see those like red belts, like you know who who their economy of movement is is bizarre. Like they oh, everything yeah. is 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 pristine, and like that's why I want to be. I want to, I want to be the hardest motherfucking guy in the retirement home. Like that's why yeah. I want to be.
1: Well, my problem is I've got about fifteen years for them in a wheelchair, so I to get really good quick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I, this doesn't really add many light, like years to your life, does it? This sport, especially when you uh, like c- came through as we did. Yeah, I know.
1: It may it may help in the long term. I, yeah, I don't drink anywhere near as much as I used to, so it's probably helped. Physically, I'm destroyed. My liver's fine now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they they can harvest anything. And just go for that.
1: Yeah, don't take that. This one. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that's and this is something I'm working on now. I call it the white belt wrestler. Um, it's basically because you know this, especially especially the UK. There's really no wrestling after school and for you guys you know till later so there has to be an outlet for for people like us who enjoy the physical insanity but you have to also stand you're not 18 anymore you know so your body has to do it. so it, it's you know it's a problem of working on you know the white belt wrestlers where you can transition what you already know from wrestling into submission grappling or jujitsu. you know because mm-hmm. a big thing I found to be different is the grips and control points, you know, because i like talked about earlier, your objectives are different in wrestling. See, my objective in wrestling is to hold you on your back. Well, in jujitsu, that's okay. You can be there forever. So some of the grips and, and ideas are different. So I'm just transitioning over, um, you know, I've made, I've made really, really good progress. With my uh, Anaconda series. I'm like, Oh, that's a different, okay. I don't like that jujitsu grip. That's dumb. I like this wrestling grip. It's not working. Oh, let's put the two together. That's good. So I've been really doing a lot with that grip a lot lately. And you know, no, that specifically, but that, that's the thing is being able to take a, a wrestling game to a jiu-jitsu game and then make it sustainable because you can't wrestle forever. All of my yeah. injury, no, vast majority of my injuries are from wrestling shoulders, knees, neck, spine, everything. Most of my abuse is from wrestling. So and you know, we, we definitely put our time in. I think it's it's important to have an efficient YouTube game and be able to adapt that game across. I think that's gonna be a big a big thing for guys.
0: Uh I'd be interested, like if you if you release this kind of white belt wrestler uh stuff online, I'd be really interested in like watching that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I've got my first series done. I gotta finish editing it. Um we have some issues, but uh with the camera issues, but um do I... Push the iPhone 12 Pro, whatever it is. That's the best thing I ever did. I sold my camera. So I'm using that now. But right. I, oh, dude, it's unreal. I'm like, oh, this is cheating. So <laughs> I'm like, so I'm like, dude, it's got to stay stable and needs a little bit better speaker or microphone, but I already have one. So it's not a big deal. But um, so yeah, I'm, I'm releasing that. The first thing is going to be talking about like, you know, coming from a wrestling background, being pinned is the worst thing you can be is flatten okay. your back so i'm gonna talk about how to get off your back from side control and then use that to get back to what you're comfortable with you know i, I think one of the things that'll make jujitsu more readily available for wrestlers because like I said that that's a great don't talk, talk about building world champions that's your best way to do it you know a hmm. decent rep is you know a decent high school wrestler is 10 times the athlete most jujitsu guys are you know because it's so hard like the fact that you made it through four years of high school wrestling okay that's really impressive. Um, so, you know, the basing is slowing wrestlers down, like, Hey, this is easy. You can do this for the rest of your life because it's easy. So, you know, and a really hard day of jujitsu is a off day for wrestling, you know, realistically when it comes yeah. to the intensity. So, yeah, I'm doing that So you know, how to go from your back to back to your feet, um, how to get the front headlock position or, or guillotine position, and then how you can take the back as well, you know, and it's just basic wrestling fundamentals, That are being applied to a different rule set. I think that's going to be a big thing. That's going to make a big difference for guys.
0: Yeah, you
1: know, I'm I'm constantly looking to evolve the game and change it and see what's happening. You know, I've said it for a couple years now: is your next evolution in no gi grappling specifically is wrestlers who can pass the legs and not get leg locked. Like because if you can start the match by controlling where the match starts, then you're you're in a good spot. You know, so
0: yeah of course well you watch people like Nicky Rod and people like that you know currently coming out of Hurst place and you're exactly yeah. right it's, they're, they're beasts because of that um, yeah, you got
1: a, a purple belt winning AD, or a blue belt winning ADCC yeah like, exactly that shouldn't happen but he can wrestle and the thing yeah. is and I'm definitely not knocking him by any means he on, on the scale of wrestling he's not that good of a wrestler you know when it yeah. comes to division Olympics world teams like, he's a phenomenal wrestler I'm not knocking that by any means and you know, probably not will re- dropped me in my fucking head um so but like when it comes to that so if you can start bringing more wrestlers over because there's money in it or it's just something to do that's you know wrestlers they like the physical and the mental challenge of wrestling so i think that's a very easy transition i, I think that's going to be where you really start seeing these guys excel
0: yeah. yeah
1: i don't know i don't know how the mma and ufc is going to compete moving forward you know uh, there's always going to be popular, but, you know, if we can get money into jiu-jitsu, shit, man. If I could have made money yeah. doing jiu-jitsu, man, i have done it in a heartbeat. I don't like getting hit in the face. <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially that, seems to me that I love combat jiu-jitsu. Yeah. It seems to be going that way,
0: as in, like, it's becoming – it seems like there's a, a more easy avenue into actually, you know, these bigger submission-only um, – events like you know there's so many popping up and like you know there are there's pay at the end of them so I think you yeah, may you, uh, you may be
1: you completely got, correct but you've got small guys like small time tournaments people making five hundred bucks a weekend you know for blue belts and purple belts you know these invitations these super fights where you know and it may be like you like um uh Brian Brown 10 plan Jacksonville and then I think I don't know if I think Joshua Duke does it too I'm not sure but like you pay a hundred dollars to get into a tournament, like an eight man bracket, and you get $800 when you, if you win. Or you'll get yeah. like 400 and or you'll get like 600 and 200 or something if you get first and second. So, hmm. yeah, there's definitely, I, I think that's definitely the way to do it. And, you know, hindsight, I wish I was still a white belt, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> white belt super fights. like <laughs> It's like bum oh. fights, isn't it?
0: Just like getting people oh, who can't yeah. do anything to fight each other.
1: We went to uh, Serious Grappling, me and Brian did. And my favorite match of the night, I think they were blue belts in a gate. These dudes were going after it because they were hungry and they sucked. So they couldn't like control <laughs> the other guy while they were doing things. Dude, it was the most fun match to watch. Honestly, I, I was, I was really entertained. So, um, you know, high level, high level black belt match are boring as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Watching old people fuck. I don't want to see that shit either. <laughs> Whoa, well, boring. But, yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, that's. I think jujitsu is definitely going to be the route for wrestlers, especially when they see how easy it is to succeed. Yeah. When you think about it, you're automatically intermediate. You're, if you wrestled in high school here, you're automatically intermediate. Like, yeah. When it comes to nogi competitions, you're basically a blue belt when it comes to. Um, competing. I'm like, you know, and you've dealt with wrestlers before. Like, it's a different thing.
0: Oh you god, know? yeah.
1: I fucking oh, hate yeah. wrestlers. Yeah,
0: a wrestler that has even a, a bit of jujitsu
1: knowledge is a nightmare. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> <so> that's why <one, laughs> That's my rule. That's my rule for MMA. If you want to fight MMA in my gym, you either have to have your blue belt in jujitsu or purple belt level defense which is basically means you can wrestle you know realistically yeah well we had
0: a get- we, we had a guy show up at our gym uh, a few years ago carol he was uh, he was sitting in the corner and i came up the stairs and like uh I thought, oh you know you've done any grappling before he didn't really speak much english he was from poland and uh, he was like oh you bit of wrestling he he left out the part where he was the polish national champion oh, yeah um, it's okay. <laughs> so, like, you know, we I thought okay I can maybe handle him he's done a little bit of wrestling. So, we went up. He was about the same size as me. He went up and started sparring, and he like, he just, you know, I let him pass my guard. He gets uh, a scarf hold on me. He, he crushed my chest so hard I blacked out.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> and uh, and so, like, oh my god, this is going to be amazing. And so we we like uh, within three months we took him to a, like a like a white and blue belt competition, like gi competition, <laughs> and we just put him in a gi. And like, I think he had a for like three days and then like we like put him into this competition, like, you know, tied his white belt up and put him in the blue belt division. And I'm pretty sure he, the only reason he got silver is because he like snapped his toe in that final, So he wasn't moving as effectively in the, in the final. Uh. Um, but I remember like, it was, I think it was the semis and he was up on, I, he was up on points and, uh, this like, this dude comes like, you know, charging in to try and get like some like hell Mary takedown at the end. Uh, and, like, he shoots in, like, a terrible double leg. And, like, <laughs> Carol like, gut-wrenches him up, like, onto his fucking shoulders, like, rampage style, then flips it, not, not, like, slams him, like, you know, doesn't doesn't try and end the kid's life, just flicks him straight over the top of his head, <laughs> like, off the mats. I was like, this is the best shit I've ever seen. <laughs>
1: yeah, no matter if you win or not, you won, sir.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, he did win. Uh, but I remember, as well, like, the, fir- the, first, the first fight, like he's at the edge of the mat, he's in his white belt, and there's a blue belt there. And like the, the referee comes up to me and is like, you know, is this your guy? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. He's like, is he is he in the right division? And I was like, oh, super high-level wrestler. And like the face of the blue belt just dropped out of his fucking like chin. And like, <laughs> yeah. I, I've never seen someone like it's almost like gravity got turned up on the kid the second the fight started, <laughs> like he got sucked into the ground. And so like Kyle goes into his guard. He has no real idea about what jujitsu is at this point. And I just stands up with the kid instantly. The kid's like with him. And I'm just like screaming like, Carol, you can't slam him on his head. And this kid just <laughs> opened his legs and just dropped to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it was a cool kid, coach. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> this kid just like dropped himself again.
1: Like this yeah. kid got stuck to the floor. You can smash him one time. You get a warning. Yeah, it's, uh, we'll say Ed Ruth, like Olympic wrestler in the blue belt division. I'm like, you know how stupid that is. He was the Olympics. Oh, he won the IBJF World title? Wow. I was shocked. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> it's just yeah. Especially like white belt, blue belt. It's just populated by hobbyists. Like the yeah. aren't gonna be elite people at that level. But these were t- an, elite athletes. They're gonna murder you. They're gonna, oh yeah. They're gonna-
1: they could actually kill you. I um yeah. so have I told you I'm gonna win IBJJF Worlds in a gi this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah i think i, I can't I think, wait i think it's masters too. Masters yeah. something I, i'm 36 years old this year so uh i'm not gonna put a gi on a single time until i go on to the mat that's my goal uh, <laughs> be like, oh you see like, yes yeah, masters Two. like what are the odds of anybody being a brown belt at masters two or one or three and 200 and some odd plus pounds and being any good like, yeah. not I'm going to take them down. I'm going to get inside control. I'm going to try and chest compressor, or I'm just going to sit there. But that's it. You know, I, please,
0: please, please. I, you know, if there's video or there's like pictures or anything like that, please tie your belt
1: wrong. Oh, I will. I don't even know how to tie it. Oh, dude, so one <laughs> of my two of my guys go to a local tournament. I was out of town and they send me pictures. So, my the wrestler who had blew his knee out, he's in first place, so he's on top. His belt is like you just tied multiple knots in a row, and it's straight up and down. The other guy who got second place is one of my guys. His belt looks like a, a really bad shoestring tie, and then the guy in third place is a perfectly tied belt. I'm like, well, at least you got that going, buddy.
0: I, you know, Sorry. like don't even cross it over. Just like, just like, go around your back once. And, like tie a knot in the front so like both tassels like reach your toes. That's like. what it looked.
1: Like. <laughs> I, was, I was like, so I took a I took a picture of it. I, I put it on my Instagram. I'm like first place, zero G classes. Second place, zero G classes. Third place, perfectly tied belt.
0: <laughs>
1: I was like, no, I'm not. You no, know, it's not that guy's fault. And he, I think he had four stripes on his white belt. So my guys, every time they go to compete in a gi they have to order a new belt because they don't know what they do they lose them i'm yeah, like yeah. well yeah you guys are done
0: dude i i hopefully when if if things in, like obviously i'm planning to come over back to the states in uh in june july uh nice. i hope so i can come visit i yeah I for miss sure, man. yeah dude, i fine. mean I, I i miss everyone i miss you know you guys brian jen's uh, every, Jen, Brian's everything. Like, I just want to come hang. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, we- I'll try and see what I can arrange with Charles. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think we have the coolest gym in the world. So easily. Well, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for this uh, this podcast to go out because, yeah, I think you've you've kind of proven my point. Like, yeah. even though there's no associated pictures or you know video, it's to to prove it. It's like, yeah, it's easily
1: the coolest gym there is. <laughs> Yeah, just put a pic a picture up of up of Chewy. Anything is me anyway, so he's
0: <laughs> fine. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you so much, Johnny.
1: All right, Chris. Thanks, man.
0: Glad to have that. That was on. awesome. Yeah. I hope hopefully uh yeah, you've got your your you've restarted your podcast. So um
1: is that yeah. out yeah or is it Yeah, yeah, it's back out. It's the I hate Johnny Buck show. It's it's pretty easy. Pretty easy to understand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it on the uh, like the usual places like spotify yeah. or is it
1: yeah on everything yeah
0: so cool yeah i'll make sure to to link to that uh uh when i when i upload this but yeah that was that was thank you so much that was one of the most fun podcasts i think i'm ever gonna do so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> if, you're, if you're ever free I, i'd love to do this again
1: yeah i'll do absolutely man for sure i'll have you on mine too and make fun of charles
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah just, just like having me for an hour just making fun of charles <laughs> I, I'd, I'd happily do that. Like some, some, like after we left your gym back at the the uh, tour, uh, I think we drove up to, I think we drove to Washington from your gym. Like it was like the longest drive we did, um, yeah. just fucking stupid. And <laughs> uh, obviously, he let me drive, and obviously over here we don't have that, the, the steering wheel's on the right and we drive on the, on the left. So, like, I, you know, it's all stick shift as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm obviously on the wrong side of the road, on the wrong side of the car in an automatic. And like, <laughs> you know, we're sharing the driving. I'm, like, I'm not doing too badly. You know, it's, it's highways. It's not. It's not. You know, it's idiot proof. Except I'm starting to doze off because of like driving this 900 miles or whatever it is. Yeah,
1: ridiculous. And,
0: and uh, like, I like go into autopilot, and like, he's asleep, and like, I go to grab like. Like the fucking uh, gear stick, where I'd normally grab it, except it ends up opening the fucking door on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I was exited by the gift shop, like, <laughs> at, like <yeah>, sixty <laughs> odd miles an hour, like while Charles is sleeping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bit of a fucking surprise when he comes back round. Chris I is gone.
1: I, like, I had the craziest dream. You know you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: <laughs> yeah, just I'll just do that, just like Charlie, like making fun of Charles Harriet for an hour podcast. Um, yeah, thank good. you so much, Johnny. That was that was, that was awesome. And uh, yeah, give my give my love to everyone. I hopefully I'll see them more soon. We'll do, man. All right, I'll see you soon. Cheers,
1: Johnny. Thank you, dude.
0: Later.